Well, do we want to do that thing? I was going to say, you want to do that thing we usually do? Just kidding. You want to pretend, <laughs> pretend to start, but not really start, but then we're actually starting? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just start having a conversation about, you know, some things where we, um, or even just like our admission of knowing that we're starting, but not really starting, but starting, but not really starting. You should probably do the intro. <laughs> I feel traditional today. Let's just okay start the podcast no by saying, right. hello, welcome to the Legendary Broadcast. I am your host, Joseph Blanchett. And as you can already tell, Randy Keepers. Hey guys, what's going on? And um, sadly, not Dustin Watts, even though this is a MCU review podcast. Um, I know, usually he's with us. It's going to be a little weird. Yeah, just due to the situation, um, we're not actually living close together anymore. So uh, we weren't able to um, go to the movies, which is a bit of a shame because we had a hot streak. Of mm-hmm. seeing, um, ever since Thor The Dark Worlds, of seeing uh, MCU movies on the first weekend, or at least together. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully we, we can still make it. But, me and you have seen Eternals. We have, and I, I, I feel bad that I uh, delayed seeing this as much as I did. It was my birthday week, and a lot of crazy stuff was happening, and, you know, so I, I just wanted to... I just wanted to not have anything going on in a day, and and then I've also been selling my soul to uh, uh, Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> yep. So we usually start about like, so what's the history of the Eternals? But even you admitted to me that you don't know much about. No, yeah, it, which is weird. Well, I know that in the original comics, that's the race that Thanos originally belongs to. And that they're they're stationed, they live on Titan, and they're all perfect people. And Thanos is technically a deviant. Like that's that's what that's yeah. what they were back in back in the old Jim Starlin days. And Jack, Kirby yeah. So there were, there was like three types of basically humans created on on Earth. It was like humanity, uh, Eternals, which are like perfect people, and then deviants were, who were mm-hmm. like. I don't know what, what exactly the purpose of the deviants were in the comics, but they were all kind of offshoots of humanity. Yeah, they're right? they're basically basically uh, the equivalent of mutants is, is really what they were. They're 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 the Eternals version of what a mutant is, and yeah. like it, yeah. And then over the, even though then over the years they started mixing that origin mm-hmm. up with like like mutants and uh, mm-hmm. I, I even heard that like Spider Man. Got his powers because he has um, like latent uh, celestial genes in him. Mm-hmm, and that's why yeah. he he became super powered and all that stuff. Um, yeah, but the movie's nothing like that. No, um, no, yeah, it's it's totally totally different. <laughs> in the movie, the Eternals are um, kind of like angels sent down by the Celestials, who are like mm-hmm. godlike. Closest to a god like being you know, star 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 deities, basically, yeah, you know, yeah. star gods, and uh, they believe it's their mission to um, rid these worlds of deviants, and that's like their purpose. And this will contain spoilers because there's actually a lot of little twists this movie takes. Um, that's that is true. It's a very um, to really get into the minutia of the film, you do have to get into some spoilers because. There's a lot of stuff that happens in this uh, in this film, and you wouldn't expect this, there to be so much. But then the movie is, like you remember, the movie is two and a half hours long, and yeah, they like, cover a oh, lot of stuff. They do cover so a they, lot of ground. So these Eternals come to planets mm-hmm. that um, have been overrun by devi- these things called deviants, or like who are like these little monster creatures, mm-hmm. and um, that's what happened on Earth. And they think they spent thousands of thousands of years. They destroyed all the deviants, um, and they're saying, "Okay, celestial daddy, um, I want to go home now. Pick me up. <laughs> I want to go home." Um, and they were like, they didn't answer them, and they were just like, "Well, I guess we're stuck on Earth until the celestial say we can go home." Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, 
And that's kind of where the movie starts is that they're living in modern day now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, post Thanos' snap. Yep, post snap. As, as most of these movies are these days. And, uh, <laughs> so I didn't know what to expect coming to this movie. Um, I didn't either. <laughs> I had nothing brain empty, experience fresh. That's, and, that's all and I even though. It took a little bit for like for it to click. Um, mm-hmm. I think the moment that you find out that the um, Earth is a is a eternal egg, is a, a celestial egg. I think that's when the movie like kind of really picked up for me, and I got really into it at that point. Because um, mm-hmm. they do spend a lot of time introducing, you know, there's like ten characters. Like ten Eternals, mm-hmm. or nine of them, or something like that. Yeah, they're ten. There's a lot. There's a lot we of start, ground to cover. We start with ten of them, and then, and then we uh, lose a few. <laughs> we don't end with. We don't end with ten. No, we don't. <laughs> we do not. Um, so, yeah. So this this movie, um, it is the. Like people have accused the MCU of being formulaic, all all feeling the same, looking the same. Yep. Um, this is the one where I can say, "Yeah, but look at this." Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. It is very much that. I know. I know. Like, oh, they're trying to stop a cataclysmic event. It is, but it's like, okay, but let's look at all this minutia that you're you're gleaning over here, uh, like a goblin and a fool, and. Uh, and then, like, uh, I just, uh, it was, it is so different from other Marvel movies. And it it's so, like, the story is different. The tale is different. Things that matter are different. It's all different. And it's good. Yeah. And I like it. You know, I would, I would say this is an epic, you know? Yes. Yes, it is an epic. It's, it's span, it spans yeah. thousands of years, mm-hmm. like, all over the world. Um. The tone is very, like, like there are things you don't understand about the world, and uh, mm-hmm. and like you know, people say the Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant Man were big risks because no one knew about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the Eternals. Yeah, but, but okay. I think people. Um, but I think I think people are connecting with it. Um, I know I it got got so. kind of mixed mixed reviews with the critics, but I think it was just because they were expecting, like, a superhero movie and what they got is, like, ancient aliens. Mm-hmm. Have, ancient aliens have have relationship movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and you're right. Um, I actually think that this is one of those films that like, you can easily pass it off as some sort of uh, grandstanding or even just trying to tick some tick some inclusion boxes, you know, but I really feel like these characters and the story, the way that it's put together, it, it fits the, the theme that they're going for. It, it fits the theme of, uh, you know, what it is to be responsible for things like this and be responsible for what they end up having to do in, in, in the Eternals. And I, I, I really feel like this movie is going to resonate really well with people who, um, who have found families, who have, um, who have uh, a desire to look for their purpose in life or a desire to, you know, move past themselves and grow past themselves. Um, and so it, it's a, it really is a, it, I, I can't say it enough, but I love it. You know, I, I absolutely love um, the, the story that's being told here. Absolutely, and like, and like each uh, each character, um, by the end of it, you pretty much got like their view of the situation, and it felt mm-hmm. worthy of inclusion. Yes, like you, you can kind of see the point of view of all these characters about what's going on, uh, except for maybe the one that ran fast. I forget her name. Uh, yeah, she, uh, it's the the. Uh, I forget her name, but it basically sounds like Mercury, but it's not. Yeah, um, um, but <laughs> McCary. Um, yeah, see, 
she didn't really have a lot of character stuff going on, but like how um, Druig saying like I can control everyone, I can just stop war, um, you know, just with a thought, and how like he real that's why he left he left the group, but he realized that then when he would be depriving what makes humans human. Mm-hmm. Um, and how Fastos um, was all into giving them technology, but, but you know, that led to the creation of the atomic bomb. And yep. you know, he just started to settle on, well, I'm going to protect my family. I can't protect the whole world, obviously. It just, each, each character has, a, has little things like that where mm-hmm. um, it didn't feel wasted or, like, meaningless to the overall story. And when you put it all together, you kind of get... It's like why these this version of the Eternals, um, like, would go against their masters like they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, exactly. And it's, it's like... Uh, it, when they grew to care about humanity and grew to love them and and grew to find a reason, a purpose, after their purpose had been fulfilled on the planet, you know, uh, where they were just at that point where they just had to hurry up and wait. You know, that's, uh, that is, it's actually, you know, a good way for the characters to, you know, learn and grow and become, you know, become uh, bigger, better people, you know? And so... Uh, but yeah, it, hmm? yeah, and just like the, even though um, Icarus kind of became the antagonist near the end, mm-hmm. um, it's like he didn't want humanity to die, but he knew mm-hmm. that uh, if they don't, then countless other star systems would never be born. Like this yep. is, this is how you know, the universe was made in the MCU. Like, these Celestials use their energy that they they are, they absorb when their world is destroyed uh, mm-hmm. to create stars which make new planets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you kind of get that even with him at the end. And um, it was a yeah. nice change of pace where it's like, it's like, yeah, technically they're trying to save the world from an unknowable destruction. And usually when movies do that, like, the scope is too big. That, mm-hmm. like, you're like, okay, they're saving the world. I guess they'll succeed. But, like, this time I was like, well, obviously they won't succeed. But I was like, um, you start to care about it because you you see how these these Eternals, like love the world that they're in and how they're trying to save it. Even though they're mm-hmm. the outside force. I hope I'm making, I hope I'm making sense. Mm-hmm. So. I'm guessing you liked the movie. I did. I, uh, you, I did like it. You literally just came out of it, right? <laughs> yeah, it literally just came out of it and I liked it a lot. Um, and this isn't like a... Like, I liked where it all went. You know, I liked where it all was where it's supposed to be. I like the story. I like the, I liked everything, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's just, it was just good. You know, I, I liked the characters. They were all likable and fun. I liked the story. It was, it was all, um, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot good. It was good to deal with. Um, I liked, I didn't mind how, the, how paced it was cause it was long as heck, but it just got to where, um, got to where things. Let's see. It got to where things weren't like I wasn't getting overloaded with information, but there weren't large lulls of uh things that weren't going on. And another thing that I really appreciated, and this is something that like people people love and hate the Marvel movies for, but they're. Well, there was a comic uh, comic relief character, and there were com- com- uh, comedic moments. Not everybody was a quip slinging quip machine, you know. Um, not everybody had something sassy or funny to say 
to every situation. You know, there was no uh, situation where there was like a comedic beat and someone was like, oh, well, that just happened. You know, we, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't get any of that. We didn't, um, they, they realistically reacted to things. There were, you know, like I said, the characters who were kind of there to be funny, um, they were funny, you know, they, they, they were appropriately funny and they were funny when they needed to be. And so and, uh, like, yeah, even the one big comic relief guy, uh, Kingo, um, yeah. he, he pieced out before the final battle. So we couldn't, yeah. he wasn't making quips and stuff yeah. to turn the big climax, you know? And I, you know what I also appreciate about him is that he stood by what he said. You know, I was actually expecting him to show up and be like, you know, just like every other movie where a character steps away and is like, I don't agree with what you're doing. Um, you know, I can't follow you in, but I'm not going to try to hurt you. You know, I, I don't agree with what's happening, but I, I'm not going to get in your way or get in their way. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get involved. And I, I, I actually do love that he stuck to that, that he didn't get involved just like he said he wouldn't. And that at the end when they were, you know, was at the very end and everything like that. And he came back, he did come back, but he came back after the resolution. And so it's, it showed that, you know, he, he stuck to what he said because he, you know, he still cares about them. He still loves them. He doesn't agree with them, but he loves them. Where like Icarus was probably willing to sacrifice his family. Oh, he absolutely was. For, Um, uh, for the celestial to be born, except for, mm -hmm. um, Circe, I guess it it proves because they, because they're in love. Um, that like, yeah, Kingo was like, I, I'm not gonna like I agree with Icarus, but I'm not gonna fight my family for it. It's not worth it. Um, and he and he seems like fine with the decision overall. You know, yeah. He's like, well, this is what my family decided. Mm-hmm. Go make the best of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, um, uh, but yeah, it, it's just like um, I I really like that. You know, I I know that th- th- again. This is them getting away from from Marvel being formulaic. You know, this is this is their this is their aha ah see this is our example to show people look not all Marvel Marvel movies are the same. Eternals is starkly different. It is a completely different film. It's a completely different animal. But I can't I can't really say anything really bad about it. Like yeah it's long but like a lot of the um a lot of the visuals that happen and stuff like that like i i loved some of those visuals i loved some of those those settings like um now i a little a little frame of reference here um i absolutely love uh the old uh, old jack kirby uh cosmic stuff like i love the aesthetic in it um and i i also love in spades that the the celestials themselves, as well as uh, some of the design, um, the design uh, concepts for the uh, the celestial um, the celestial architecture and the uh, the appearance of the the Eternals um, that harkens back to to Jack Kirby's designs, the the really weird kind of uh, the really kind of weird uh, geometry on things and the the bizarre appearance of like, you know, the, the, the cosmos, uh, the, sorry, the celestials and, and everything like that. It, it just looks so cool to me. And I loved seeing it, you know, and like, especially with those shots where, uh, Tiamat is, uh, trying to, you know, emerge out of the planet and he's getting turned into marble in the, um, Oh yeah. And the, his the, hand is, Hand yeah. is the size of like an island of like Hawaii, yeah. just coming yeah. out of the ground, just like coming that. out of the ground, like exactly. And like to me, like, and this is because I'm a giant nerd, and this is because of like, th- there is nothing cooler to me than a really well designed fighting game level. And I would love, 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 love for the the aftermath of that, um, of that, of that whole scene. That would be such a cool fighting game level. It's seeing like, a seeing a giant head out in the ocean, and you know, on the horizon, and you're fighting yeah. on his hand. Yeah, it was. 
it would, and you wouldn't even realize that you were fighting on his hand until you realized there are fingers sticking out in the mm-hmm. distance that, you know, and you wouldn't know that you're in the palm of the hand of a celestial and the, the palm well, of a celestial, watching it, you know? When I was watching it, like, like the finger started to come up. I was like, oh, that's it? And then I realized, oh, that's a finger. Yeah. And then, like, um, and then the other other part that just totally wowed me was when the um, when the celestial their 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 uh, main dude was was given uh, Cersei the uh, the the rundown of the whole situation the uh, the you know when he was giving her the visuals of like their uh, their uh, Eternals Forge and and all that where he was showing that off with the with the uh, imagery that we end up seeing with all of that and it just looks so cool to me. I love extremely high concept stuff like that, that the yeah. the geometry and the, the science and all that stuff is unknowable, unthinkable for, for humans to comprehend or to reckon with that. It's so yeah. alien. And I love that I like, so much. Yeah. When they first showed the, uh, the celestial, I forget the main guy's name, but um, mm-hmm. you know, they just show a super close up. You see one of his eye holes in his helmet mm-hmm. and you're like, you see this tiny little, you see uh, um, Ajax, or Ajax, fire. Uh-huh. She just looks so tiny. And then in later scenes, you just see him like the size of a planet. Oh, dude, with his that... arm outstretched. Yeah, and uh, uh, the other thing that, like, it floored me, too, again, with the visuals, like the visual aesthetic of this movie... Um, when the when the clouds part and there he is in the you know near the atmosphere of the earth and he draws you know Cersei and the others you know towards him so that he's like okay fine you guys want to play ball we'll yeah. play ball you know oh, yeah, just, and, just his just his yeah he appears on the horizon yeah it's just huge it just looks so cool to me it looks so cool to me I love it I, I mean I that's it. a uh... I mean, this is a moment we haven't seen in the MCU because that's like almost a religious experience. Seeing oh, yeah. A god appear on the. Like, I mean, we've seen kind of a jokey version of that in What If when Ultron um, oh, took, yeah. a bite out of the, took a bite out of the universe. But, yeah. Yeah. But it's just kind of the same thing. And uh, it's just like, it's an event that probably millions of people saw. But they're like questioning themselves after. It's like, did we really see a giant horned guy like in the sky? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And uh, it goes to show that when whenever they introduce Galactus, um, it's not going to seem as silly anymore because they've basically done it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've had a giant planet-sized guy in armor appear on the horizon, and you can tell he could just take a bite out of Earth and. Suck its juices up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I, I loved just how cool it, the whole thing looked. It just was so cool to me, just aesthetically. It, it was just, um, it, it just looked really, really impressive to me. Because, like, I, like I said, I have a soft spot for that really unusual, uh, high concept cosmic nonsense, and it's, um. Oh, it, it it touched me in all the right places, and my heart just made me super happy in all the right places because I just love those bizarre expanses. There's this shot, like um, like in 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 uh, Infinity War, you know, when Thanos snaps, and uh, and then you're like, all you have is the uh, the little pagoda, little little uh, Gamora, and is. There's the orange light in the horizon, and you know it's all yeah. watery and stuff like that. That is so cool to me. I love that. That is so, so awesome to me. I love that that look. And like we, uh, I, I hope that when we see more stuff, when we get more eternal stuff, and we get to see um, a lot of the stuff that the uh, the post credit scenes allude to, I. Oh boy! Oh, I. You know what's funny is that those post-credit scenes made me more excited than the actual movie did because I, I like, because I didn't know those Eternals very well, like the ones that are in the main story. But then the the first post-credit scene pops up. I know exactly who those people are. I know who they are, and I love them. And then like, and then we go to the next one. And I'm like, oh, that's no way. He's 
Ooh, and so I, I, I'm, I got way more excited, like just for the things to come, um, pumping me up because we get more of that really weird, uh, really cool stuff, and it also just um, enhances my excitement for Guardians of the Galaxy three because of the inclusion of Adam Warlock. Oh yeah, oh, we can talk about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, after we get a couple more points. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make make first points. off. Um, I was wondering how they would handle um, Bright always being like fourteen or thirteen years old. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the answer right. is that they made they made her human at the end, so now she can grow up in the movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, second, uh, Gemma Chan, Wowzer. Yeah, she's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was um, she was great. She was great in um Captain Marvel and, and it's cool that she's in this as a, you know, good guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's uh, one of the one of the few actors actually having multiple movies as different characters. Yep. <laughs> Wonder how that came around. Um they were just like, "Oh, hey, there, you know, she's cool." <laughs> and there's some other of the Eternals we didn't mention, um like uh Gilgamesh I like um, Yogamashian. Yeah. And how her taking care of Thena um like it's alluded to, it's like he's in love with her, but she he knows he she can never like love him back mm-hmm. because of her condition, but he, he's been looking after her for a thousand years or whatever. Um uh Fastos, who is not the fast one. Um no. I, which no, I found yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, was kind of the only one to settle down, have a family. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the first openly gay superhero in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yep, with um, his family in tow. Banned in several countries because of, because of a five minute scene. <laughs> yep. Well, those company, those countries can just die mad about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, got the fast one. Got a druid. Um, there's some things uh-huh. that didn't quite, didn't quite click with me. Um, even mm-hmm. though it was explained at the end, Athena's uh, uh, like disease or malfunction, mm-hmm. like I didn't quite get it first until they started to explain it was like her their past reincarnations, mm-hmm. like she's remembering the other planets they destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because I just wanted Angelina Jolie to be in the movie more. Um, but I thought the Deviants, while they were a good setup, um, I don't think they did enough with uh, yeah. with the leader. Like, mm-hmm. he just kind of, like, after they realize that what the Deviants are, that Icarus is kind of the guy they have to stop, the movie kind of realizes, oh, we have nothing for, I think his name is Crow, we have nothing for him to do anymore. Um, so he's just, just is this just gonna die, kind of. Yeah, um, just you know, send him into the aether. Yeah, like I, I thought they would actually team up with the Eternals after they kind of realized the truth. Like he would be part mm-hmm. of the final battle, and they would let his kind live. But uh, I thought that was kind of a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can find see out that. The Eternals. Yeah, we just find out the inter like the deviants were just evolving on their own, um, into their own, like, species, almost. Their own, like, this one's become smart and all that. Mm-hmm. And the Eternals were made to uh, get rid of the, the Celestial's mistake with the Deviants, and, um, I thought they were a, uh, they were victims, and they never really, um, they never Took really switched that up, because, like, they were... Yeah. He was, he was just killed, you know, yeah. even though he was yeah. a victim and all this. So I didn't quite like that part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so for being a two and a half hour movie, uh, I don't really have a lot to say about it. Like, I just really liked it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I really liked it. And you know what? I I actually do agree with you as well um, on the front of, uh, of the, uh, the Deviants not having a lot to do. 
just that they were there to get cleaned up a bit and cause some drama. But even then, like I, I you know, I, I actually agree. We they probably could have done more with them. Uh, but I also am glad that they didn't. Uh, they didn't. Um, uh, they didn't harp on that. You know. Sure. Some of the bigger MCU stuff. Um, we have seen Celestials before in the mm-hmm. MCU, however, however br- briefly. Um, mm-hmm. Nowhere, nowhere is, is a, the, yep. is a severed head of a Celestial. I was hoping to see that like happen in a flashback or something. Like mm-hmm. how the Celest- why the Celestial got beheaded like that. Maybe in the future, um, mm-hmm. we see uh, the Collector gives us a a vision or a recording or something of a celestial with the power stone in guardians mm-hmm. of the galaxy. And it has like the same type of design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with the, the trademark six eyes. Yeah. Um, oh, one person brought up, I watched a video saying that the celestials have six eyes or at least they have six eyes hole eye holes. Mm-hmm. Then they created the deviants, which who have four eyes. Then they created the Eternals, which have two eyes. So it's kind of like <laughs> going down. I wonder if that was intentional or not. Um, Maybe it could have been an it, accident. Yeah. Let's let's give them no credit. Let's give the art guys no credit in their designs. No, no, never. Not even a little bit. What are the art? What's the art team doing? <laughs> yeah, it's like there's there's no symbolism in anything. There's no no uh, motifs to follow. Yeah. What the heck. Um, <laughs> Uh, Mark would be yelling at me right now. He uh, would be. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's all about circles and triangles. Um, <laughs> so, so, so Ego claims he's a celestial. Do you think he's the same type of thing as as uh, the the big armored guys? He, but I, just a brain. I imagine that he might be adjacent to them. Um, but I am not so sure. That they're the same, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's just a, a brain, little brain. I heard some yeah. theories saying, well, maybe he's a celestial that didn't fully form in his planet, or, or something, or like his planet mm-hmm. got destroyed before he could fully form, um, and he just doesn't know. What are the, what other celestials are? Um, mm-hmm. I just wonder if they'll, if they'll try to retcon that in, or they just use the word celestials because they didn't know they were going to do Eternals, you know, in a few years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the after, after credit stuff, um, we got Harry Styles as uh, what's his name? Eros. Eros Star Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was very happy. To see him, I was very happy to see Eros. So happy to see Eros. I love that man. I love that man. He's who he's, is Eros and his uh, little his little gobbliny sidekick voiced by Patton Oswald. So, uh, Star Fox is the brother of Thanos, um, and he is an Eternal. He uh, has the power to suggest in that he can make you do whatever he wants you to do by suggesting it. But the thing is, is that Eros is a good person. So he never uses his power really to be a, be terrible with it. He, he only ever uses it to, to like do things like, Whoa, 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 you don't want to do this. You you, you really don't want to, you know, you don't want to attack nobody. You don't want to hurt nobody. And then you're like, you know what? I don't want to attack nobody. And I don't want to hurt nobody. He's the, he's the uh, you want to buy some death sticks? I don't want to buy some death sticks. You don't want to buy some death sticks? You're going to go home and rethink your life. I'm going to go home and rethink my life. He he does that. He Jedi mind tricks. No, I, I, I did hear that he used that power to get some ladies to fall in love with him. He can, um, he can, but it's, the thing is, is that he doesn't need his power to, to get people to fall in love with him. Uh, he is a beautiful man and he's incredibly charismatic and he's really cool. 
So like he doesn't even have to do suggestion to get people to like him yeah. because he he's just a cool guy. Um, this was one thing where in a, in a recent comic he kind of got me tooed, um, <laughs> where uh, like he he got taken to court because he like made I, some I, ladies like oh feelings <laughs> for him or something like that. <laughs> oh, I hadn't seen anything recent with him, but I just remember from the. From the nineties, uh, but uh, but if that's what's happened in recent comics, because that's what the writers wanted to do with it, then yeah, you, I guess that's what happened. I, I think they also said <laughs> that like Thanos was in his head when he was doing it, so it technically wasn't him, mm. his fault. But uh, it wouldn't um, it wouldn't surprise me because that's they have a very complex relationship. Those boys, yeah. So in in Infinity War, we see Thanos's home planet and. Um, they're not big, wrinkly purple guys. They just look like people walking yep. in the background. Because he's a well, I mean, in his in the source material, he's a deviant, but he, he's not. You know, he's not. I don't know what they're deciding to do with him. Yeah, um, so do you they, think uh, Titan is going to be like a a refuge for Eternals, like Eternals that, that have outlived their usefulness, like they kind of gather on Titan, and they made their that's, own civilization there. You know, that's a really, really, really cool idea. And uh, I would absolutely be um, on board with that. I would. I would absolutely be on board with that. And so... Um, and that do, is, you, do you think, like, Thanos is literally his brother, or, like... They got adopted into the family or, or something like that. Because something like that, I imagine. I don't think Thanos was a, uh, was a was a space for a while like everyone else was. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, because you know, he, you know, he dies <laughs> anyway. Um, and then Pip, yeah, Pip being there. Pip, oh man, I was so I was so happy. when I saw him immediately. I'm like, no, no, there's no way. I usually have a passing knowledge of you know Marvel characters but when I saw that portal open and a little tr- little like Thor Ragnarok troll run out <laughs> I'm like, it's like this is supposed to be in a Thor Thor movie what's he doing here so who's Pip the troll uh, he, he has a lot to do with a lot of the uh, cosmic bullshit that happens um, he hangs out a lot with Adam Warlock and Star Fox and um, actually he hangs out with Gamora a lot too. Um, <laughs> he, he, but it, it's mostly like he, he's always involved when, uh, something big and cosmic is happening. And, uh, I don't know exactly where he comes from or why it's just like a, like in the comics that I had read when I was younger, he was just there and I'm like, man, he's so funny smoking cigars and having red hair. What a funny little man. <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah I, I was i was just so happy cuz the other thing that makes me super happy or like just makes me uh just super excited is that they're introducing these these characters who eventually will ta- uh, tie into each other you know and i'm i'm excited about where we're going to go next and so Right, yeah. Um, we didn't talk about talk much about Kit Harrington's character, uh, Dane Whitman. Oh, because because I um, wanted to wait on that one, because <laughs> I yeah. wanted to wait a little bit. He didn't have a huge role in the movie, but we all Not knew really. that um, he be, he's in the comics. He's a character called the Black Knight. Yep, and they have some hints of that, especially in the uh, after credit scene. Yeah, where he has and where he so, has a magic sword. Yep, and he uh, he's actually uh, he's so he's from the sixties um, when he when he originally shows up, um, and he uh, originally I think the the thing was that he um, the Black Knight was a villain, but then he um, then we got the Black Knight you know being a hero. Um, he inherited a mystic sword, um, and it's got a curse on it. And so, like, um, so basically, he just 
Um, he's a magical, magical character for Marvel, and he just does a bunch of does a bunch of cool shit. <laughs> so he's he's really cool. And uh, so you know who? Do, do you know who the voice was at the end? No, I don't. I couldn't recognize it, but I part of me wants to say it's Nick Fury because that's, it sounded, that's what I thought. Just, it sounded a bit like it, sounded, it, it did sound like Sam Jackson. Yeah, I mean, not to be cliche, but it sounded like a black man with a deep voice talking. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, you're going to like this. What is that? It was uh, Mahershima Ali as Blade. Oh! With the magic stuff that makes sense. And, oh, that would be... Uh, it's so cool, actually, because then we have... Ooh, I'm really excited for Blade, by the way, and I'm really excited for the um, introduction of Morbius and and uh, and all that. So I, man, that's well, Morbius man. is is uh, not MCU. Well, no, I mean he's he's not, but he he could be because there's images of so there. Adrian Toomes shows up in his uh, in the trailer. Um, does, yeah. yeah, Adrian Toomes shows up in the trailer. There are Spider-Man posters there, clearly, and he directly references Venom. Um, yes, and yeah. I, um, spoiler for Venom, but Venom is I haven't seen Venom. What? I haven't seen Venom. I haven't seen Venom. I don't want to sort of spoil it for that, please. <laughs> okay. I don't. Apparently, right. there's some big thing at the end, and I just haven't uh, haven't heard anything about it. Um. Some eagle eye viewers though have has a uh, said well it, they do see Spider Man but it's the Andrew Garfield Spider Man suit. Yeah, and, it um, is. It is. But Adrian Toomes. Yeah, uh, Daily Bugle. Yeah, the uh, Daily Bugle is the same logo as in the 2000 Spider Man films. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people might know about some MCU crossover in Venom Two, but uh, I personally don't know about it. I just, even if that's what it is, I'd rather be surprised. So. Well, Joey. Well, get in the theater. <laughs> get in the damn theater, yeah. Joey. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing there's some sort of multiverse thing going on. Yeah, uh, but you know what? Just see it. Just see it. When it happens, it's cool. Yeah. But see it. Uh, <laughs> local man's local man spoils film for friend. He assumes saw the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I I guess that something live like on that live on podcast <laughs> because like you know these you know these uh, thumbnails on YouTube and news sites. It's like yeah, Venom two end credits explain and they have a big picture of Tom Holland and Venom together, mm-hmm. like like photoshopped together, and it's like yeah. well, I bet it has something to do with Tom Holland and after credit scene in Venom. Thanks, mm-hmm. guys. Anyway. Um. Yes, yeah, so that was Blade. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he shows That's up so in like cool. Moon Knight or something. Because like oh, yes, he would. Oh, it's gonna be so cool. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be so cool. I'm so. So, uh, and we we did talk about Adam. You mentioned Adam Warlock too. Um, he's gonna be yes. in Guardians. In 3. Guardians three. And I, I really, I really hope that they don't make him a wholesale villain because he he starts out as a villain. He does start out as a villain. He does start out antagonistic, but then he comes around and he's like, you know, the universe is a crazy place, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> why so don't, why don't we make that less crazy? Like Adam was created by um, the Sovereign in Guardians Two. Because their leader is, has an obsessive grudge against the Guardians because they stole some batteries, um, mm-hmm. so they they're creating Adam Warlock to destroy the Guardians, basically in that movie. Um, but yeah, I have a feeling he's not gonna he's gonna turn around. Yeah, actually, be a big part of uh, what's going on. Guardians Three is finally filming. I know, finally, I'm so excited. I remember talking about, uh, you know, the how James Gunn was rehired, like, way back when. Like, talking about when Spider-Man and 
the MCU broke up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, speaking of Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home comes out um, in December. We have uh, mm-hmm. Hawkeye coming out at the end of November. Yep. And uh, what a jam-packed year it's been for the MCU. Like, usually we say that when there's been, like, two or three movies, but uh, back in February it was WandaVision. Um, and I still think that remains the best, like, MCU show so um Disney Plus show so far. And how it was this, this huge event, and everyone was following it week to week. I was I was thinking too in uh, Eternals, how we have a giant Eternal statue coming out of the Earth now. Oh, it's so cool um, looking, dude! I, it's so cool looking. I but like sorry. I wonder, because uh-huh. like it has to be like Spider Man has to like happen after that, like far yeah, from yeah. home. Um, and I know obviously they couldn't reference it because it you know wasn't made yet. But like you would think it's like people. You know, there's a giant statue coming out of the earth. You'd think it would be on the news everywhere, but I guess eventually people just stopped caring about it. Mm-hmm. Or like you don't know, want a god appear a god appeared in the sky for for a minute. I feel like maybe it's not just Spider Man not shutting up at Doctor Strange that interferes with the spell, because the the they do mention that the emergence requires a vast quantity of energies. And I wonder if, and bear with me here. Oh, wait a minute. In in Endgame? In Endgame, they... uh, Mention an earthquake. They mention the earthquakes happening in the ocean. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that was when... Half the people were gone. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, you know what? You're right. Never mind. Never mind. Don't worry. Yeah. About it. Don't. I mean, like that—that that could me. be interesting. <laughs> but I remember the writer saying it was supposed to be a reference to uh, Namor in Atlantis, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um. So, we'll see about that. So, Eternals. Um. I know some critics didn't really dig it. Uh. And they called it, like, the MCU's first bad movie, but I think it was far from a bad movie. Um, You can't really compare it to, like, other superhero movies, because it's not really a superhero movie. I mean, aside from the fact that they're kind of wearing costumes, like, you know, this is just an ancient alien creation of the universe myth. Um... And I, I really liked what they did with it. And uh, I'm going to be fascinated about how they tie this in with future um, future MCU stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm wondering if the ending, the, the post-credit to Shang-Chi, when uh, they said the rings awoken something in deep space, like, I wonder if that has anything to do with, like, Celestials and all that. Yeah, yeah. Or like Galactus or something, you know? Oh, man. Or the race that Fin Fang Foom belongs to. Mm-hmm. Well, that could be that's too, always yeah. a good one. So, um, go see Eternals. Go s- consume products. Pro- yeah, go consume products. See the things we've seen. Um, I it- guess... The thing is, is that, uh, you know, if you, if you want to see something that's different, see something different from Marvel for, you know, for once, uh, absolutely go see it. Uh, if, if inclusion bothers you, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I guess it's not for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I wasn't sure if my dad was going to like this, just because it was a two and a half hour, kind of slow-paced uh, movie as it is, with a lot of big ideas, but he actually walked away um, liking it a lot. Well, I mean, he enjoyed it, at least, you know? He, like, he liked the 
like the scope and the action and um, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he liked that. The only one. Yeah, he likes most of the MCU movies. He, he doesn't like some things like, uh, he doesn't like Captain Marvel that much. But he, he tells me it's like Civil War. It's like my favorite, one of my favorite movies. So Civil War is I'm great. Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> heck yeah, it is. Because he always likes it when uh, all the characters are are like teaming up and, and stuff yeah. uh, find each other. He likes yeah, it, yeah. like Infinity War and Endgame and stuff. Um, like he told me, it's like, yeah, I thought Black Widow was okay, but like I wish some of the other characters were in it. Um, and I was like, well, that wasn't really what they were going for for Black Widow. It was kind of her own thing. He's like, yeah, we, I thought Captain America sh- should show up at some point. I was like, yeah, well, whatever, Dad. <laughs> what do you know about cameos? What do you know about all this nonsense? Yeah. But I, I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed. I really, really enjoyed the uh the experience and uh yep. and uh, I really enjoyed the movie. Yep, me too. And hope you enjoyed listening yeah. to us talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, but you know what I would love to see? Now now I'm thinking about it, because I can't I can't not think about it anymore. I got it. I'm gonna commission Jess. I'm gonna commission Jess one day. I'll be like, I need you to draw this extremely specific thing, okay? And this is this is the inspiration for it. Then I want to make a tech demo for a fighting game with it. Just two stick figures oh. fighting in this super duper cool ass looking venue that's just super high concept. Dude, I like I don't even want to make a fighting game that makes any sense. I just want these godlike entities beating the crap out of each other in 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 levels that don't make any sense, and that's that's what I want. That's this is what's inspired me. The, the ghost like, of Jack Kirby is taking over. I need high concept cosmic nonsense. Let's do it. <laughs> Decidia, but with yeah. Eternals and instead of a, a giant field of flowers, they're fighting on a marble uh, god's hand. Yes. Ah, Joey, it's so cool. It's so cool. I love it. (sighs) All right. uh, But thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. We did a good job. We did a good job on that one. Uh, Good job, team. Good job, team. Good job. Good job, team.